welcome everybody to the spoop. Uh, we talk, uh, me and Andy, it's our smaller version of the spook show, uh, where we talk about two movies that me and him have picked, um, and then we mm, versus them together, and uh. We, we basically compare them and put categories and rankings and put points and see who came out on top. So this month, we are talking about 1985. That's right, the year. The <laughs> glorious, glorious year of 1985. Uh, so, hmm? I thought we were talking about the sequel to George Orwell's 1984. So I may have, uh, I may, oh. my notes may not apply. Possibly not. Sorry. Um, you know, it, it happens to the best of us. Um, but so we've got 1985. There's a lot of really cool things actually that happened in 1985, just in case you didn't know. You know, there's um, it, it's considered the, the pinnacle of the 80s, not only because it's the middle of the decade, but because a lot of really important stuff actually happened in that year. Uh, for one, uh, Coca-Cola put out a new Coke brand. Um, you could, in fact... The hashtag inflation watch a movie in the theater matinee times and get a fresh coca-cola which only stayed on the market for six months might i add because nobody actually liked the taste um wait is but, it called fresh coca-cola no it's called it was just coke. coke so what yeah so so what happened is is they apparently changed their formula to be sweeter mm. because Past subjects said, yeah, this tastes good. And then everybody got mad and said, no, take that. So this <laughs> is why we never get what we want. Yeah. <laughs> we never get what we want. Because um, but when you we could... get it, we hate it. And we're like, give us back the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could watch a movie and get that, that new not Coke that nobody liked for five for less than $5. The average price oh of a movie God. ticket in 1985 was $2.75. All right. Fucking ridiculous. Calvin and Hobbes was released in 1985, which to a lot oh, of people wow. is a pinnacle of comics. You've got the NES, which was released in North America. Fashion was at its height for the 80s. Big, col- big colors, bright hair, or uh, bright pants. Bright pants. You remember them harem pants? <laughs> yeah. And Ronald Reagan was the president of America, and Thatcher was the prime minister of the UK. That's normal everyday life. So so it was a big year for for just normal society. Us horror fans had things like Day of the Dead. Mm. And um well, <laughs> the two movies we're going to watch tonight, one of them you might recognize, the other one I had no clue existed. Uh the first movie is the oh so good, delicious, low fat Low calorie. Oh no! All your nutrition. Oh no! Oh no! You flipped them. What? You flipped them. (laughs) What did I do? Um, technically, uh, Hellhole was released before the stuff. (laughs) I should have I should have confirmed with you on that. I just realized I never confirmed with you which what what order we were doing Mm -hmm. these in. I didn't look. We can we can do it the other way. That's fine. I, I, I don't care fine. either way. <laughs> We're going to talk about both the movies. Yeah, yeah. So, the nutritious, the delicious, the stuff. Get it now at your local retailers. Will it eat you? 
Um, <laughs> no, wait, what was it? Are you eating? Are you eating it, it or, or is it eating you? Is it you? eating you? There we go. God, it's such a good line. Ah, oh, it was. I cannot wait to get into that movie. It was. It was a joy. But next, our our next 1980. I'm used to saying a different year, and it's fucking with me. Um, Hellhole. Um, I have no words for that movie. <laughs> uh, it it. Yeah, Hellhole. That done. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Ooh, film. My notes even here say Hellhole. Fuck. <laughs> like for my little film. intro, it says fuck. <laughs> so, you know, it was, it was, um, I, I really, until, unless I talk about Hellhole, like the plot and stuff like that, I, they're, they're it literally in I my synopsis. Sum it up on the fly. Um, Lady it's a weird... has sexual fantasies about lobotomizing ladies yeah. and creating her own personal sex slaves in a mental institution dungeon. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's part of the plot. And then the other part of the plot is uh, yeah. there's some real estate scheme that uh, some young lady is involved in who gets amnesia and gets put there and has to solve a mystery involving what the fuck happened to her and also oh, try, right. try to avoid becoming a lobotomized sex slave for Mary Warrenov. <laughs> that's right. Listen, I stayed away from that because I, I, I wasn't trying to summarize the movie. Oh right, yeah. That's what I was trying to do. I was trying to do the like what, like how, like how I typically do in the yeah. in the monologues. I was like, how would I describe Hellhole in like my usual way that I do in the monologues to like sum it up in in a line? Fuck. That kind of kind of <laughs> represents the uh, the general idea or story of the film in a in a amusing way. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me let me add two words to that. What the fuck. Yeah, there's there's a fair amount of what the yeah. fucking hell hole. Yeah, yeah, we will we will get into it. But needless to say, the greatest thing that happened in 1985 was the birth of the man of this cha- channel right here. My husband of nine years, the most amazing man I have ever fucking met. My rock, my everything in regards to just being my partner in life. Happy birthday, babe. And and let's talk about these fucking movies. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we in. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was messy. I was trying to oh, do. Oh, you, fu- you did fine. Okay. You yeah. I was good. trying. Yeah. I was trying to do like my cliff notes where I just have the little bullets, which is why you didn't get like a rough draft. Right. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. And I think I'm going to do some combo of the two. I, I I had to try it out, but yeah. Yeah, I think it, it, I think it, it went it. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Despite um, me interrupting, and then also me not giving you critical need to know information about <laughs> what I mean, the release order of these films were. <laughs> Could have looked it up, but it's all good. It's not. It's not like it's make or break. So nah. we're good. Um, and this is the first time we've done a movies of the, the a same specific year, year yeah, yeah of a specific yeah. So year so i went I in because yeah I, I i went in early like before i even watched them to see like what doing what I when what they I got, got released in the year god thank you for the 100 birthday bits um ah. and um 
got to find out an even more fun fact. I didn't have, like, an actual day. Like, I couldn't find an actual, like, day of Hellhole's release, but um, it was released in March 1985. Hey. <laughs> Which I was like, that's cool. stuff or Hellhole? Hellhole. Hellhole nice. was. And uh, the stuff, I believe, was August or September of 1985. Mm-hmm. It was like a fall film. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't realize Day of the Dead was also 1985. I forgot, yeah. My research, there's, there's like, so... 85 was a good year for horror. Oh, my Fright God. Night, it, it Fright was... Night was 85. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot. Like, that's, that's what was kind of tough when I was, like, looking up horror movies from 1985 to, like, pick one. Is because I wanted to try and pick something I hadn't seen before, but, like, so much of... The, the 1985 horror catalog I, I've seen many times, or at least once or twice. Mm-hmm. So I had to go, like, even more kind of on the back channel, like, obscure indie horror type levels. Uh, which I found I found a number of. And uh, of all, I watched a bunch of trailers to get an idea. And of mm-hmm. all of them, Hellhole Hell stood out the most to me. I'm like, yeah, that looks like, <laughs> that looks like a good time. That looks like the type of movie I want to see. Did uh, did you know uh, John Russo's Return of the Living Dead also came out? In That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Return of the Living Dead also. Amazing. Not Romero's. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. This was John Russo. John Russo. Was the one who helped co-write Night, Night of the Living Dead with George Romero. Yep, yep. And, so. then, they, and then they had a split. Uh, George mm-hmm. went off to do Dawn, and then John did uh, the Return of the Living Dead series, which, I mean, is... It, it's, it feels weird to say it's paramount to George's Living Dead series. But at the mm-hmm. very least, like, the first three... I, and I haven't seen four and five of Return of the Living Dead, but the first three Return of the Living Deads are very good. And they take the like the the, uh, the concept in a, in a much weirder way. Um, Didn't Russo explain his zombies? He does in... Yeah, in Return of the Living Dead, he, he does mm-hmm. offer up an explanation. Um, and he just does, like, markedly different things with his zombies. No, um, where, like, in the first one, in the first Return of the Living Dead, um, like, one, um, just shooting the zombies in the head doesn't stop them. They have to be completely broken down, and even then they're a pile of wiggling parts. And even if you burn them, the, the, the ash that goes up in the air is still capable of spreading the disease. To bring more zombies, okay. um, and on top of that, he he um, he brought in kind of kind of smart zombies, talking zombies mm. as well. Like the zombies could talk. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's very cool. It's very different from the stuff George did, uh, but like equally cool. It's like a cool like two sides of the same coin, seeing how they divide, and the interesting stuff they came up with. But we ain't talking about either of those films. No, but um, we, you know, there was also um, there was also this is when Skeleton Crew came out by Stephen King and Vampire Lestat. Oh, the books. Yeah, that's oh, when nice. those were released. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was it was a big year big for horror. horror. Year. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually by several of the news sites that I was looking at for the. Um, for like the monologue, it, it 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 is hailed as like one of the more exciting years for horror in the eighties. That makes sense. 
Because not I mean, only were you born, <laughs> but horror surrounded you in the best pretty way. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, plus, um, well, technically speaking, um, it, it released in Japan a year earlier, but uh, over here it was released as uh, Godzilla 1985, um, which is one of my favorite Godzilla movies. So that was cool. That was cool growing up with, like, being a fan of Godzilla, and there was a Godzilla movie from the year I was born, with that year in the title. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Um, yeah, also, I've got a cocktail. I've got the Hobbs and Highball. And Nephi has yeah. a virgin Hobbs and Highball. And yeah, I just had I, my I first... Drink. I just had my first sip a couple seconds ago. It tastes good. Mm-hmm. I just taste the club soda right now. Yeah, it's got, oh man, I'm trying to think what it, what does it taste like? It tastes like, it tastes like something that I did, would not expect it to taste like by looking at it, um, or based on the ingredients that are in it that I, that I know of, um, but I like it. It tastes like a Warhead? Without the extreme sour. Yeah, it's got to be like the the gin's got to add something to it because it's not particularly yeah. sweet. Um, it's not or sweet fruity, for me either. Or even lemony. Like there, there's like mm. a hint of lemon to it, but like I'm trying to think Ooh, like, when I, like when, it's not a cucumber. It doesn't taste like a cucumber, but like something along those lines. Clean, refreshing. clean. Yeah, it tastes clean. Oh, that's gotta yeah. be the that's gotta be all the blue shit I put in it. It's like it's like you said, it's a cleaning product. <laughs> that's what it smells like. So yeah, it's gotta be that. Oh yeah, no, it's good. It it it, it I I enjoy it just as a non alcoholic beverage. Yeah. And yes, exclamation but, um, point cocktail if you'd like to see the recipe and make one for yourself. Mm-hmm. I recommend it. It's good. Uh and it's coming for someone who, oh! doesn't, who doesn't particularly like gin unnecessary information but it has a nice burp taste oh there we go all right so which which one i'm a fucking lady (laughs) so which one of these are you getting started with hellhole or the stuff Mm. i'm good with either let's do it chronologically even though i didn't introduce it chronologically in the oh yeah so hellhole yeah your movie, so you go first. This is my movie. Um, and yeah, no, I watched, I, I knew nothing about this movie. I didn't know it even existed until I looked up a list and saw it on there. And then I watched the trailer and the trailer was full of like, is a heavy like women in prison, but with a mm-hmm. mad science kind of angle to it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm in the mood for. And it's kind of that. Um, I was actually a little surprised at how much of the plot did wind up revolving around um like the the weird real estate thing like the papers the missing papers that like um weirdo silk shows up at the beginning of the movie to kill the main girl's mother for the papers and then that's like his motivating factor throughout the rest of the movie um mm-hmm. is is just tracking down these papers which we don't know What's on these papers? It's never explained what these papers are, what's on them, um, why they're important. And, and even at the end, when like that kind of plot is resolved, 
it just it never really it never it never actually resolves like she so like young lady is is at home with her mother um who is uh, concerned because she stole some papers from some mobster real estate tycoon guy who's really shady i can assume um based on context clues and um mm-hmm. And uh, the daughter goes up to take a shower. The mom is real insistent that the daughter go up to take a shower, which I was like, "This is this is why I picked this movie because it's not letting the plot get in the way of the story." <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to talk about these the, this weirdo uh, uh, like mobster real estate guy or the papers that you stole. That's not important. What's important, honey, is that you go take your shower. So get on up there and take your shower. <laughs> Do it. I got uh, dying to do, damn it. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm busy. Like, there's a weirdo serial killer guy that's going to come over in a few minutes and he's going to kill the shit out of me. So you go upstairs and take a shower. Um, amusing. So, so, like, the most blatant broadcasting of incoming gratuitous nudity I've ever seen. And then the movie actually doesn't provide it. <laughs> In that no. scene, like it's it just—I think you get you get one quick shot of her in the shower, but it's like through the shower curtain, so you just kind of see a vague silhouette. Mm-hmm. But you don't actually see her naked. You never see her naked in the movie. She she's fully clothed throughout the entire movie. Well, she gets kind of disheveled. Her clothing gets a little disheveled, but but she she keeps her modesty throughout the film. Uh, which I thought I thought that was like as much as I was like I love how how hard they're they're like selling this incoming gratuitous nudity. It made me weirdly even happier that then they didn't show it. <laughs> I was like, that's that's glorious. <laughs> they're like, we know we know what the audience is gonna think with this scene, and then they and then they just purposefully did not deliver. And I was like, that's that's amazing. Um. Aww. Did it? I can't now. I can't remember. Hmm. It, did it? Did they have the inf- infamous uh, horror towel of of never no, moving? No, 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 no. I was about to. I couldn't couldn't remember no, because honestly, the rest of the movie overshadows that opening. I thought the opening was really good. Um, it was but, good. No, but like everything else. Like that's I fair. Like it gets the mom. It's died. it's kind it's kind of nuts because the the opening is kind of insane, and then that's probably the sanest part of the movie. To be fair, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. By the time she came back down and uh, found her mom and uh, weirdo Silk, which is that character's name, by the way. Um, weirdo. She Silk? she was already dressed again. Yeah, or no, I'm calling him a weirdo because he was a weirdo. Uh, his his character's name is just oh. Silk. I thought his first name was Weirdo, and I'm like, how did I miss that? I mean, that? It, it might as well be. Uh, but yeah, no, he went by the title Silk. Um, which, I love, uh, like, it's it's weird to say I love that guy, but I kind of love that guy, because he was just so fucking He's ridiculous. Insane. He was so over the top. Um, like, the whole way through. <laughs> he, he, he was insane. Like, hit... Thought I was watching a porn for a little bit. <laughs> he just he just makes me think of a porn star. You but... reminded me like who was it? I have a note somewhere. No, no, no. He reminded me um a little bit like a blend between Sid Haig and Robert Carlyle. 
is what is what he like it like his look and and his acting like the, his performance just I reminded me of that. Sid Haig. Right. I cannot see Robert Carlyle because <laughs> I'm, you don't nobody. Want to. N- no, I don't <laughs> want to. Um, don't tarnish Robert Car. Uh, don't don't tarnish Carlyle. Don't do that. You're flustering me. Stop it. See, I don't, don't, do I don't feel to, like it's a tarnish. I, That's no, why I'm I comfortable just, doing it. I don't feel like it's a tarnish because I think the performance was really good. It's a weird fucking character, but I think good. I think he it was, was just a good performance. Really creepy. Yeah, yeah, that's the character. (laughs) Yeah, so and I think I think Robert Carlyle could pull that character. Like, if there was a remake, I could see Robert Carlyle in that role and and doing it well. Um, but yeah, it's 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 Sid Haig, Robert Carlyle, but like with the with the hardcore energy of like David Hess from Last House on the Left, only slightly slightly less rapey. He, he's I less don't think rapey I've seen than David Last House on the ra- left. Is that the one with Anna Paquin in it? No, no, no. That's like one of Wes Craven's original movies. It's oh, uh, uh, didn't they remake like, it though? They did remake it. The remake's actually oh, okay. not bad. Um, the remake has um, oh fuck from uh, oh it came out in seventy two and then again in two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was. Like, one of, I don't know if it was the first, but it, it was, like, an early rape-revenge movie. It has Bill Paxton's daughter in it, I believe, Sarah Paxton. I don't know if it. she's his daughter. Hold on. I actually, I can't remember. Uh, um, but, yeah. The, yeah the, Steve, oh, no, her parents are Steve Paxton. Yeah. For some yeah. reason, I, I felt like, yeah, Sarah Paxton was not related. Oh, I know who she is. Yeah, she's been wow. in stuff. Wow, yeah, I recognize her face. She's cute. Yeah, no, I like her. Cute. Um, I mean, Last House on the Left is definitely one of the ones I want to watch. I just yeah, like it's strange how I how I can sit there and be like, oh, I I I I want to give a, a Serbian film, you know, a watch, right. but like the rape heavy ones are so much harder for me um and i don't know why suddenly i feel like you you may not be aware fully of what a serbian film is all about well i am (laughs) we may need to have a deeper conversation about the contents of a serbian (laughs) film before you watch it bro i could not handle last house on left i think it's because it's from a male perspective like the male is the main protagonist in a serbian film that's why it doesn't hit me as hard i think or it won't hit me as hard whereas like when it's a female protagonist me being a female who you know has gone through something like that right you know it's that's harder to watch whereas like not to say it's not the same level of severity severity i'm not saying that at all it's just not as relatable so it doesn't hit as close to home right no i gotcha but yeah, no, definitely like uh, Silk in this, not nearly as as rapey as David Hess's mm-hmm. character. What uh, fuck? Jeff knew his name, Krog. I think his name is Krog. Um, in Last House on the Left, I mean, he definitely um, wastes no time once he becomes an orderly at the um, asylum to start hooking up with the uh, the ladies who are um, diagnosed nymphos. 
and taking yeah. mud baths with them into it, yeah. sneaking them cocaine and alcohol, <laughs> so that they can yeah. feed him information and also sexual favors. Like he's he's not shy about doing that, but at least like from the bits we saw, like it seemed consensual. <laughs> like it may have yeah. been a little manipulative, but like them girls were I mean, down. Yeah, there's there's emotional like yeah abuse technically oh, for in sure. there. But like that's um, kind of a huge theme in the whole movie from yeah, multiple it's just, characters. It's just it's emotional and mental abuse, like yeah. hardcore. Um the doctor is the fear that I have with like every practitioner that I've ever Mary Warnock's character. Dude, she was so good. I love like I've so good. So yeah, no, that like I, I've known of Mary Warrenov um for a while. But I swear to God, I feel like the only thing that I've ever seen her in prior to this was uh, Chopping Mall, where she's in, like, the opening scene for, like, two minutes. And that's it. And she's good. But, like, I've never seen her in anything else. But I, I keep hearing stuff, like, oh, Mary Warnock. Mary War-. It's, like, it's a name that, that like, it's a, it's a horror name that gets dropped and it's and respect is given. So it was mm-hmm. really cool getting to see her in a, in a lead role and, like, actually see her portray a character that was like yeah she was fucking scary scary and yet interesting mm-hmm. yeah um so that, that was she, very she, yeah because she was she was super unhinged and good lord the the mental issues that woman had herself right was just ridiculous and her facial expressions <laughs> her like face i am i am yeah, I am a big, like, I love when actors can actually, like, make the emotions look like they're truly real. Right. Um, And not just a part of the movie. And, she, like, legitimately, I thought she had some serious issues. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm like, you sold me, ma'am. You sold me. You got issues. Like, mm. I can't say I liked the movie as a whole. Fair enough. Um, to, to me, it was just a little too all over the place. It was. Um, it it was had too sure. much going on. It was like Spider Man three, only it, not as bad. Yeah, not it, as bad. It, it, yeah, it became amusing because one of my first notes was the plot. Uh, the movie's not letting the plot get in the way of the story, and then as it turns out, the plot really does kind of get in the way of the story. Um, in in that there's there's just too many of them going on. There, mm-hmm. There's there's the the mobster real estate huckster guy. Uh, the missing papers, Silk being a weirdo, um, and kind of being like he's working for the real estate guy, but he's kind of his own weird rogue element. There's the there's the Mary Warnov's um, mission to make a harem of lobotomized sex slaves. There's the the sub mad science goal, which apparently is also to like find a chemical way to chemically lobotomize people to cure them of mental illness. Um, there's um, Robert Zedar's character uh, who plays uh, like the big beefy guard with like the really chiseled uh, cheekbones mm-hmm. as Robert Zedar. He also played uh, Maniac Cop in Ma- Maniac Ooh, Cop. That was him. Nice. Uh, there, was, there was like his little subplot where like, yeah, no, he did have all the rapey energy of David Hess mm-hmm. or David Hess's character in Last House, Krog. Um... There, there was the the undercover um, agent doctor guy. His subplot, where he's trying to expose 
all the all the medical malpractice that's happening in the asylum. There's the and then there's the the subplot of of the main um, the main woman losing her memory and trying to get it back. Um, mixed in with that, like yeah, there were eighteen different plots kind of weaving around, and none of them really it, gelled. Well, no, they they gelled, but me... they, they none of them resolved in a satisfactory way for the most part. No, and honestly, other than, like, the main, uh, I can't remember the actual character name, but, uh, Elizabeth, is that the actress's name? Elizabeth Warren, you said? Mary Warrenov. Marin Warrenov. Mary. Mary. Mary Warrenov. Yep. Um, she, like, her ending, in, in regards Her ending was satisfying. To that. I like yeah, her, her and it had a good it had a good convo, and that's like honestly the main plot I paid attention to was what was going on with her, because my brain was literally having like plot overload, mm-hmm. and I'm just like I came into this not expecting something complicated, <laughs> and it gave me something complicated. Like there's very just complicated. like to the point where my brain was like. we're not gonna remember (laughs) that like it's like this is too much information what's the main plot and like even then so like i don't even know if that was the main plot (laughs) yeah yeah like there was (laughs) like yeah because the the main plot gets set up as those like papers and trying to get her to recover her memory to figure out where those papers are and then she gets to the hospital and she starts hearing rumors of hellhole oh you don't want to be sent to hellhole ah Hellhole, be a, be scared. Hellhole. They say the name of this movie in this movie so many times that if you took a shot every time, you'd be in the hospital midway through. Um, Probably. They say hellhole a lot. Um, <laughs> so there's that, and that kind of takes over as the plot for a while. And meanwhile, like there's all these other like little subplots weaving in and out, um, with just a like it's it's one of those things where like if there had been just slightly less focus on those individual subplots, it would have just been enough to like fill the movie with interesting characters, which it does have. The movie does have a lot of interesting characters. Uh-huh. Um, from you know Mary Warnov's character, um, the lead, uh, like all the characters are really good. like even like a lot of the like the the star patients, like like the more prominent. Um, patients that get screen time like even they're really interesting but they're they kind of there's just a little too much focus on all of them but not enough Mm -hmm. where it just kind of muddies it um yeah but overall like i i still kind of enjoyed it despite that because like D- despite all of that one like yeah no the the mary warrenov subplot like i really liked how that played out i wish there was more of it um mm-hmm. but but i liked how it resolved with basically her getting the same treatment she's been given giving all these women by the 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 reject women who catch her and they give her the same treatment and from what we can tell at the end of it the treatment that she was given actually worked as intended yeah. Like she's lobotomized, but she's not in. Like she's not. It didn't kill her, which which appear, apparently happens like half the time, and it didn't turn her into a violent, like psychopath, like sex maniac. Zombie. It thing. just it just it left her lobotomized and calm and kind of dazed, and that was it. So yeah. 
her 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 mad science ritual like not exactly her goals but like the official goals that she was going for with that mad, mad science stuff was successful at the cost of it happening to her and it's it's kind of a righteous righteous act that it happens to her because she has been so such a scumbag doing it to other people without oh, any yeah. concern and for her own like nefarious reasons so like it, it's it's like a righteous kind of ending, and then it's also an erotically satisfying ending. Uh, as opposed to the 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 lead girl who like yeah she finally gets her memory back. She's like I remember I remember everything, and the the good guy doctor is like that's cool. Let's go. The end. <laughs> let's go. We're done here. Let's leave the hospital now that everything's gone completely <laughs> insane. Like we're out of here. Roll credits. It actually, surprisingly for me, even though I wasn't, I was, I was a fan of the lobotomy um, thing, like the lobotomy plot so much, like, mm. and, and that, that the thing that I hyper-focused on basically. Yeah. It's definitely um, the most it, interesting thing in the movie. Yeah. It, it got favorite story for me, from me because of that. Oh, yeah. like, it got, it got a fair amount of stuff. Yeah. It got. Yeah. It tied for favorite story for me. It got favorite kill. Tied for favorite story. Uh, what, it got, was the, what was the favorite kill? Um, probably the um, one, um, the the one instance we got of the the failed lobotomy with the one oh. girl, where you yeah. actually see them carry out the procedure and then she dies. Yeah, you're um, right. You're right. Um, scariest movie and most disturbing. Mm-hmm. And it got uh, sleeper and sleeper hit because again, I had no idea this movie existed, and I didn't hate it. I actually kind of liked it. So, going from like I didn't know this existed to I actually kind of enjoyed that. That's a sleeper hit for me. Um, also, how many fucking scenes? I I know I I made a a note about it. Um. Yeah, how how many scenes did we get uh where where two two naked ladies do drugs and get ready to fuck? They ne- <laughs> they never actually managed to get down to the fucking because something always interrupts them, but there were like three or four scenes where where two ladies get alone in a room, they've got drugs, they get naked, they do the drugs, they're about to fuck and then something interrupts them. That happens like three or four times. Aww. Not that I'm complaining that it happened so many times. Um I didn't hate those scenes. Definitely, uh, probably won at the nudity count. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! For sure, the stuff. Because there wasn't any nudity, any nudity in the stuff. Yeah, there wasn't any nudity mm-hmm. in the stuff. Um, and then, um, this movie also like it. So, so this this movie also had something that I I remember also commenting about with Angel Heart, and I feel like there's been like. I've noticed it in like one or two other movies since then where it's mm-hmm. got it's got that that combination like either either sex scene or foreplay scene where people are getting undressed and getting ready to fuck mixed with like an exposition dump. Like in Angel Heart it was uh him uh, uh Harry Angel talking to um uh the chick who gets him all the information while they're they're getting naked and getting ready to bang. And she's just delivering mm-hmm. him this information. And this one, it was uh, when when Silk and the the one uh, nympho girl 
where he was he was getting information out of her and like she's getting naked and ready to fuck and she's like she's like spilling all the information that he wants about people in the hospital and everything like that there's just something about that 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 scene that type of scene motif that like i i i'm finding i really enjoy that right and not just because it usually features naked ladies like that's definitely part of it but just like the the blend of something like like having a scene that's that's basically traditionally something that's very like intimate mm-hmm. where where you wouldn't have you wouldn't think that people would be talking about other plot stuff but they are right. that that makes it really interesting just like casual casual getting ready to fuck while right. casually speaking about these deeper exposition dump things like it's just i i i enjoy it and not just for the obvious reasons, but there's something about those scenes I really enjoy. Yeah, I like. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of on the fence about the movie. Like I mm. I enjoyed the story of the lobotomy. Mm. I, it just it was so all over the place. It really was. It, and I won't it just, even. It, I, I keep coming back that. to that. It's it just true. keeps fucking with me to the point where like it wasn't comfy. Um, I, no. I wouldn't want. No, <laughs> no it's like, not a it comfy movie. No, and it's not meant to be, but like no. it's not something I could go the rest of my life and not watch it again. <laughs> See, I went the okay. I went the other way. I was like, oh, it's only uh, fifteen dollars on Blu-ray, huh? I mean, uh, I could probably uh, swing that, uh, add it to the collection. <laughs> but I like weird shit. <laughs> yeah, and I, so do I. But this was this was a little too all over the place for me. Yeah. So, but yeah, it also got scariest and most disturbing for me, but those were the only three categories it got from me. Yeah, it got, it got all the way. I mean, yeah. 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 It got all the way. I, I had to look again. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I, I went through all of them. Whenever uh, you get a soundboard, that needs to be on the soundboard. What, me just saying Yeah. 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 Why does it need to be on the soundboard? I'm right here, and I say that enough that I don't need to press a button to do it. Then you can remix it. <laughs> and then you can be DJ Boone. Oh, no. Rebirth would and kick then my when ass. We get, and then when we get DJ Roomba, we can have <laughs> DJ Boone and DJ Roomba. And it'll no, be glorious. I leave the DJ into Rebirth. He's very good at it. With DJ Rebirth! <laughs> I, I'm going to have to watch through Parks and Rec again. Um, but yeah, I don't really have a whole lot more on Hellhole because unfortunately, and I guess this is this is kind of part of the review of it, is I, I don't remember anything really much more than the gratuitous uh, mud bath sex scene. <laughs> Almost sex kind scene. Of. Almost sex scene. They didn't actually get to it. Once again, another scene where two ladies get together, do drugs, and get interrupted. And then almost engage in a a threesome with Silk. And then even that gets fucked up. (laughs) And then nobody gets laid. Gets laid. Um, The the lobotomy thing with... um, The the one patient. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And like that entire plot there... And then the rest of it, like, I'm like, okay, mom died at the beginning at some point, and she's doing <laughs> something. She's got secret papers for somebody. Yeah. 
Um, but it, yeah, in the end, it turns secret. out that they're just that like all that whole paper pa- missing papers subplot was all just a huge MacGuffin. Like it didn't matter <laughs> at all. No, like that it thing really got resolved didn't. and and just it, for for being such an important focus for a huge part of the movie, it's just like yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like well, if it didn't matter, couldn't we have had more where- Mary Warnov being weird? <laughs> if it didn't matter that much. Could we have just had the the cool thing? More of that. You can really? you can still keep Silk around. I like Silk. He's not Silk like a, he's not a good person, but I like him as a character. Silk dead. Silk um, dead. Fly here, lewd man. Ever live? <laughs> no. Well, I wanted. Yeah. When he finally dies at the end, I was satisfied with that because I'm like, yeah, fuck him. But like. Just in terms of the overall movie, like if the the papers weren't weren't gonna matter one iota at the end of it, regardless, could we have just like focused on Mary Warrenov's quest to to have a lobotomized sex harem, and then also keep Silk around doing Silk stuff because <laughs> Silk stuff. His scenes were always a lot of fun. Um, you know, being fabric, uncomfortable, fun, but fun all the same. Slippery. Yeah. That's what silk is. It is very true. Never mm-hmm. get silk sheets, boys and girls. It will, uh, you'll slide right out. Actually, no. Get silk sheets and then get silk pajamas and then slide out of bed. Yeah. And then put a slip and slide in your bed. A, a no, slip and just, slide just... made out of silk. A silk, silky slip and slide. No, no. That's just called intercourse. Oh. Yeah, that's just the intercourse oh, part of it with the silk sheets. I know, I know, but Man, yeah. No. I, yeah. Overall, like I took from it, like it had some great villains. Like I enjoyed mm-hmm. all the villains. Um, there, there's a plenty, plentiful, great gratuitous nudity. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really like the the shower scene where where the two get in a fight. Like an actual full-on brawl, because because one of them's pissed off at the other one about oh, something. The old lady. Yeah, the older the older um, oh, patient I was like, what who just completely throws down and starts beating the fuck out of that chick. I was I was like I was like if this shit is wrong I don't want to be right because <laughs> I, I enjoy this scene for reasons. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's it's a sleazy fil- flick, for sure. Yeah, there's no argument there. But I like me a good sleazy flick. I mean, the tagline on the damn poster is "captives, stripped naked, forced <laughs> to submit to the ultimate experiment." Yep. Like, I mean, with a tagline like like that, it would be disappointing if it didn't have a bunch of gratuitous nudity and sleaziness. Like, yeah. it's, it's telling you straight from the start, this is the type of movie it is. And the trailer also, for that matter. Like, it, it advertised exactly the sort of movie it was, so. I, like, honestly, I have, I have no further input no, on Hellhole other than that it happened. Oh, God, did it happen? Yep. And I only remember about 25% of it, apparently. <laughs> And and the moral of Hellhole is please just let these horny ladies bang, just let them bang. Do it. 
You don't have to keep the camera on for it either. Just let them. They they deserve it at this point. They've they've done the drugs. They've taken off the clothes. Just just let them bang. Yeah. They deserve it. <laughs> did we want to take a midway break, or that's, did we just want to? Do we usually you. take a break? I I got honestly camera. I don't think we do because this one's usually shorter. Like we don't take yeah. usually. We don't usually take a break when we're doing like gaming. No, we don't. You're right. So, I, I just, like, my brain farted completely. Like, flatulence. Yeah. Everywhere. And we, yeah, we, we always take a break midway through Spook Show. Mm-hmm. But that's four movies, and it's usually, like, mm-hmm. twice as long as, as this one is. So are you, are you ready? Are ready, you ready for ready the next for one? the stiff. The stiff. Mm-hmm. I want to eat Cohen. stuff. Right? I want to know. Right? I also don't want to know. Well, it looks like whipped cream, so it's like already, like, you're you're screwed. Well, see, the real problem is is that it also looks like shaving cream, apparently. A little bit. (laughs) And the kid eats it. (laughs) But here's here's the thing. Somebody else was talking about this, too. I can't remember. It might have been been NL. Uh, But, like, specifically, I, I believe the brand specifically that he uses in the movie is Barbasol. And, and yeah, no, the shaving cream looks tasty because it looks like fucking whipped cream. Oh my God. So like all those actors were eating Barbasol? No, 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 no. But, but Barbasol is a brand of, of shaving cream. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought, like, when the kid does the, the fake out, I thought it was a can of Barbasol that he used. I could be wrong. But, I, yeah, no, shaving yeah. cream, like, that style of shaving cream, like, it looks super tasty, because, again, it looks like fucking whipped cream. <laughs> and here's where we learn that Boone would totes eat some shaving cream. I, I don't remember ever eating any shaving cream, but I swear to God, it's within the realm of possibility that when I was younger, I ate some shaving cream for that reason. You were left unsupervised a lot. Yeah. Well, that and on top of that, like, the stuff... I've seen the stuff a number of times. I saw the stuff when I was a child. So I kind of grew up with this movie a little bit. That makes sense. So I would have seen in a movie somebody else eating shaving cream, so I'd be like, all right, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I would have even thought, like, made that connection where it's like, oh, well, he the kid ate shaving cream, so clearly it's okay if I eat shaving cream. It literally would have been because... It looked like the stuff, and the stuff looked like whipped cream, and it looked fucking tasty, so fuck yeah. it. What's this taste like? And I probably, like, took one finger of it, and I was like, oh, no, that's disgusting. I probably didn't even swallow it. Just put it on my tongue, and I'm like, oh, that doesn't seem edible. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get uh, some actual whipped cream. Mm-hmm. But I do recall, I do recall, um, after watching this stuff... I think I think it was Graham's or, or whatnot because Graham saw it with me too. She liked it as well, like us getting whipped cream and like calling it the stuff, like pretending it was the stuff, and she'd be like, "Are you eating it or is it eating you?" And I'd laugh and then eat some, and then and then my brain got taken over by weird, mm-hmm. <laughs> weird parasite things. I don't know. Whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, it's, weird it's, ground. It's the jizz of the earth. It basically is. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's 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 mother mother nature jizz. Yeah. I, I I will I will it is Mother Nature jizz. Like it was it was good. I, I enjoyed myself with this movie quite a lot. Yeah. Um it had that eighties nostalgia to it, of course, all that lovely, lovely synth music. Um and it also just I don't know, it just it was it was comfy. It was it was just a good adventure of a kid. Like at first you're just like like when he goes through and he destroys that entire goddamn grocery. Oh, that scene is so good where the kid loses it and just starts destroying an entire supermarket trying to get rid of uh, the stuff products. And like no one can stop this like 10 year old child from absolutely destroying everything in this supermarket. He is unstoppable. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Yeah. He he just going through, and I'm just like, somebody <laughs> pay attention to this child. No child just goes and destroys something that supposedly tastes good, yeah, good for you, without legitimate reason. Like, yeah, a kid is destroying a, 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 a dessert product that his parents think, are don't even just allow him to eat, but in, actively encourage him to eat because it is also healthy. If a child is doing that, you pay attention. Like, I think the moral of all horror stories is just that believe the child. Child. Knows. Sometimes. Other times the child is the fucking demon that you need to shoot in the face with well, a shotgun. In which, case, in which case, make a pact with the child. Again, we're going to revert back to my Freddy logic. <laughs> just make deals with the monsters. Just make deals with the monsters, man. That's how you survive. Uh, that's, that's, they're not all like, like pinhead, though. No, but I mean, I feel like with Freddy, you could have. <laughs> like you, because that's all he wanted the chick to do. He just wanted her to keep bringing people. Dream you know Master, yeah, yeah. Like, fuck it, sure. But you I'd gotta have it. that power. Is the thing. If you don't I'd have make that power, sure I have screwed. that power. I'd make sure <laughs> I have that power. I'd work real hard on my lucid dreaming. <laughs> well, it's not just lucid dreaming. You gotta be able to pull other people into your dreams. I'll do it. Oh fuck. Well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you're safe. You're not a teenager, nor are you smoking weed. Neither are you. Are you drinking, nor are you. Well, you're drinking. You're I right. am drinking. Hold on. No, I'm you fucked. Are screwed. I'm totally fucked. Shit. Um, but no, like stuff. It... Unless it's the fucking grabbers from grabbers, I'm fucked. Right. If it's the grabbers from grabbers. I got a chance. The graboids. No, the grabbers. Oh, that's right. What are graboids? Graboids are the uh, underground worm critters from Tremors. Oh, that's right. That is Tremors. Yeah. Which Grabbers was heavily inspired by. I don't have oh, that as a fact, but I've, I've seen both movies. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's where, that's where my citation for Grabbers being heavily inspired by Tremors. I've seen them both. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I... It was a delight, honestly. Like, I good. get the hype around it like when i see people talk about it that have like the nostalgia for it and you're just like yeah maybe it's just you know them nostalgia goggles no it's it's legitimately a good film the kid is a child that is slightly irritating as i feel is any good thing in in anything but at the end of the day he's right you know and he does bust his ass and does a lot of things like i still like I don't know how he got in the back of the truck. 
Oh, he climbed in Don't there. Remember. Did he climb in there? Okay. Yeah, because like, he, 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 he went up to the facility to, like, snoop around, and then somebody was coming, so he had to hide. So he just, like, right. the truck was open, so he just dropped into it, and then they sealed the truck, and he's like, ah, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. no, it and then they started very... loading the stuff into it, and he's like, ah, yeah. devil shit. But, but it just, it was a very satisfying movie compared to, like, Hellhole, in, in the sense of, like... yeah. It had. It was more. Yes. Streamlined yes. plot, and yes. like, I'm, that's not to say I don't have an issue with convoluted movies or things with a more difficult like plot line to follow. I, I it helps if books, it's like, smooth. Yeah. It helps if it's smooth, and not just and like kind of half-dashed, just thrown in there. Which with Hellhole, yeah. admittedly, it totally is. It's just they're just throwing shit in there. I mean, with with Hellhole, I guess yeah. I just wasn't expecting it because again, captives. Stripped naked. Yeah, I was expecting way more women in prison, mad science, and, and way yeah. less like mob <laughs> real estate, like scheming. <laughs> There's way yeah. too much just scheming going on in that movie, and just like yeah, the 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 one doctor who's trying to like blow the whistle on everything, and again gets down to scheming. There's so many scenes in Hellhole where it's just characters scheming. Um, and not nearly enough scenes of, of women in prison, mad science. Even though there is still a fair amount of that. But yeah, no, this the stuff is way more streamlined, I think, is what you said. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a much more coherent, simple story. And it just gets to expand. It's, it's like, it's a little bit of a mystery that expands mm. and unravels and, and gets crazier and crazier as it goes along. Um, led, led in part by, by the, the one kid who's very good, but also led by Michael Moriarty, uh, a Larry Cohen regular, mm. uh, playing. What else has Larry Cohen did? Larry Cohen. Um, Larry Cohen. Uh, he did cue the winged serpent. He mm. did, uh, the it's alive trilogy. Uh, he's actually done a lot. Um, okay. He's done a lot of writing and a lot of producing. Uh, I believe he was either a writer, a producer, or both on Maniac Cop. Um, and like he 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 passed, but like he he had done work up into like I I believe he was he wrote the Colin Farrell film Phone Booth. Was one of his mm, more recent ones. That was a good ones. movie. I enjoyed yeah. that one. He's he's done a he's done a lot. Like not even just as like a writer director like like role, but just as a producer and as a writer. Uh, he's done a lot throughout the years, and there there this is like one of the few exceptions of of one of Larry Cohen's movies um, that I've seen. But like especially like the movies that like he wrote it, he produced it, he directed it. Like he was he was in charge. A lot of them. Um, Larry Cohen, like big New York guy Mm -hmm. to the point that New York is usually like a prominent factor in his films where New York city is basically the, the unspoken, like one of the unspoken main characters in the movie, like Mm -hmm. Q the winged serpent. It takes place all in New York. Uh, maniac cop takes place in, in New York. Um, this is like one of the weird exceptions where like, not like, I think it starts in, New York um a little bit like that's where Michael Moriarty shows up to meet the um the ice cream guys on the boat 
but after that, it's it's all like rural backwoods small towns mm-hmm. and whatnot until like the very end where he goes back to New York. Um, so that's interesting. Um, okay. But yeah, no, Larry Cohen is great. Um, also, PSA for for anyone who does not know, a phone booth is what they used to have on the side of the street. And it had a phone that you put quarters into. Yeah. And those are, um, so they're coins. I was going to say, now you need to explain what quarters are. I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I know most people know what, a, Dizzy, do you know what a phone booth is? He, he's the only person I can think of that I can ask that. Um, they're public I'm sure phones. he'll answer eventually. But they're, they're public phones that, you know, they have a little, pay to little use. coin. Little coin slot. You pay to use them, and they have little coin slots that you would uh, routinely, even if you weren't using the phone, stuck your finger in because it was like a little uh, mini loot box. You either you got one of three things. You either got nothing, uh, which was the big payout. Usually it was nothing. uh, Or you won the jackpot, which was somebody left some change in there because it got returned Mm -hmm. down into the slot, and they just forgot to pick it up or you got stabbed with a dirty hypodermic needle that was that was probably all uh, mm-hmm. uh skull and crossbones if you got that on the jackpot so yeah it was it was a fun little <laughs> loot box game we got to play as kids growing up with phone phone booths around dizzy dizzy said he's used one many times well dizzy you may have used one oh, but i licked one ew uh, i mean it was 20 bucks <laughs> 20 um, bucks is 20 bucks 20 bucks is 20 bucks but yeah and michael moriarty the uh the lead actor in the stuff like he's a he's a uh larry cohen regular he was in this he was in um q he was in uh i believe at least the first it's alive film um and i I think you you said you knew him from one of the law and orders oh yeah because he was in svu Maybe. I don't remember him from SVU. Or not SVU. It was, maybe it was just Law and Order. See, like, I have to pull him up. One of the many Law and Orders, yeah. Like, I I do vaguely remember he was, like, one of the... What was his name again? Michael Moriarty. Yeah, I, I, I I guess in that, I I don't think I ever got changed or stabbed by a needle. I was just, like, I just lost every time. He was But I didn't lose that badly. I think he was just in the original, the first four original. seasons of the original Law and Order. Oh, yeah. wow, yeah, OG Law and Order. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Which, as far as, I mean, I would have to do some more research, but, like, dun, dun. It, it would not surprise me if fucking Larry Cohen wrote <laughs> for Law and Order. I thought <laughs> it's, 79 years old now. Oh, man, yeah. He was He's getting up there. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I love him, I, and I love his character in this because he's got he's got like that kind of southern accent. And oh like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, like he, he's got he's got some some name, but like he goes by the nickname Mo. Mo. And people ask him, or I don't even think people ask him. He just he just offers this information to them. He's like, you want to know why they call me Mo? Because every time they ask they they offer me money, I just ask for Mo. Mo. <laughs> and he. <laughs> Now? He is. He plays a a corporate espionagist. He's mm-hmm. the guy you hire to infiltrate the competing company and learn secrets and and fuck stuff up for him. And uh, he's just he's such a suave motherfucker throughout mm-hmm. all of this. 
Like, he's so, like, despite how batshit insane things get, he's, like, always fairly calm. And, like, it's obvious that, like, he's not concerned because he knows he's smart enough to, 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 to get through it. Yeah. And, and, and not just get through it, but get through it on top and be successful from it. <laughs> um... But yeah, no, he he's great in this. He is. Um, I just I, so it got a lot of good things for me. Like every other, obviously, because there's only two movies, but right. it got every other category for me. Um, but I just really enjoyed the special effects. Um, no, the, the effects the, work is really good. Yeah, yeah. The, the ooze leaving the bodies. Yeah, uh, like it it. I, I didn't expect, but it was, it was um, amazing. Mm. Like I was very surprised at, at, I'm continually surprised by mo- like horror movies. How I, good the practical like, effects is from like a movie, a movie that's like 36 years old. Yeah. For that, looks also, also the fact that like, even now today, <laughs> horror still does stuff like that where yeah. it uses practical effects. And I I feel that it surprises me just simply because a lot of the time, these movies are made with a much smaller budget. Yeah. They don't have as much backing. Mm. um, And they have a lot more hoops to jump through because of the nature that they they give. Which is why you don't see horror movies winning Emmys and shit like that. Oh, yeah. No, like the awards, like those those mainstream awards committees just like, they they snub horror every chance. Not just horror, but genre films any chance they get. Up Um, until our great man, uh, um, Key. No, it was Peel. Jordan Peel. I yeah. had to think. Yeah. So, and there's that been an award. It did. It did. And rightfully so. And, mm-hmm. and it's not the first horror movie to, to win mainstream awards. Silence of the Lambs comes to mind. Uh, there's been, there's been a slew of other ones, but you notice when, as soon as they get nominated, suddenly the conversation shifts. Suddenly it's not a horror movie anymore. Suddenly it's a, it's a crime thriller or it's a psychological thriller because thriller is fine. Horror is a bastard and should never be acknowledged whatsoever. And it's like, no, fuck you. It's a fucking horror movie. Fuck you. I, I don't know what... <laughs> Roger Corman is the head of the FBI in Silence of the Lambs. It's a fucking horror movie. Shut the fuck up. And yeah, Get Out is, is pure horror. Like, it, it's oh, yeah, psychological, but like, it is pure horror. Yeah, it is. It is scurry. Yeah. Uh, but, no, 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 like... And uh, what is it? I can't remember if um, Us got an award or not, but it deserved it. It deserved, yeah. Yeah, because, like, Us was terrifying. Oh, yeah. But we'll, 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 I'm going to eventually. Oh, the, I'm sure, yeah, those will pop up. But um, it, it, it just, it's so, it, like, horror movies are underrated. Don't get me wrong. Yes, there are crappy ones out there. As oh, yeah, there is any genre. Absolutely. But, like it just it, it's nice to constantly be surprised um and By then how much good it, shit there is out there yeah just yeah. in the horror genre alone because let's let's face it nephi is not a rom-com kind of girl <laughs> yeah um if i'm not watching horror movies <clears throat> i'm watching things that explode and things that make my penis hard <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, horror horror action is probably my second favorite genre. Comedy yeah. is probably up there, but honestly, even then, like I, I'm probably not a huge fan of like straight comedies. There's exceptions, no. of course, but like right. I usually like my comedy inject as like a as like an additive to to something else. So like a horror comedy, an action comedy, dark horror, yeah, uh, or dark. Or, yeah, or or like a sci-fi comedy, like stuff like that, huh. is probably where I I find that I I've found like the the funniest movies that I've seen. Um, again, with some exceptions, like pretty much the work of Kevin Smith. Um, those are pretty much like straight stoner comedies. Like there, there's exceptions, they but for the most part, I like. Comedies, but they're so good, and then he comes are. out of field with shit like Tusk. Oh man, yeah, no, oh, Tusk is. We're gonna have to have like a. I don't know if he has enough horror movies to do it though. No, he's only got three. Yeah. So far, yeah. until he comes out with Moose Jaws. Moose Jaws. Yeah, that's supposed to be the third in the uh, Canadian horror trilogy. Moose Jaws. It's Jaws with a moose. Get announced. Oh, he announced that years ago. Probably, maybe even before Tusk. Okay, we're, and we're, and I, I have no idea where he's at with development on that because he's working on like Clerks three and Mallrats two, I think. Um, so I haven't heard anything new about Moose Jaws. I need for a to while. see that. Like, I, oh I yeah, no, it's Jaws with a moose. I'm like, I'm sold. I'm fucking sold. I was sold before I saw Tusk or Yoga Hosers, and then I saw Tusk and Yoga Hosers, I'm like, I'm double sold, because, like, I like your weird fucking horror movies, man. <laughs> like, I want to raise my desk, but... That could be a problem. Yeah. Eh. I'll deal. <clears throat> but, the stuff. We got off the track. Um, yeah, no, we did. Listen, we've got time for side tangents. We do. Uh, but the acting was on point. Yeah. The, I, I do. I don't generally like movies with happy endings because I feel like it's very unrealistic. Life is a bitch and then you die. <laughs> um, but like, I appreciated the, the, just the astronomical fucking statistics. These people had to go against <laughs> to defeat this. Like, yeah, it's what? A, and it's, they it's had like, Michael Moriarty on their side, so like he he had that shit in hand from the start. Uh, that was very clear. Even we had no idea what the fuck was happening. He had it well in hand. Um, mm-hmm. And they also had the aid of uh, Paul Sorvino and his weird group of militia guys that live yeah. in a fucking castle in the suburbs of North Carolina. It took me a bit to realize <laughs> they were not actually military. Yeah, no, they're a fringe, like, splinter military group led by a disgraced general who's, who's, um, I, I think it's implied that he was going on about, um, the crazy Russians, uh, slipping stuff, like, basically, like, mind control drugs into our water to turn us all into dirty commies. He was, <laughs> like, he's he one was, of those nutsos. He was a racist in the 80s. He was. And that's saying something, because... Like the eighties was pretty, yeah. He says, <laughs> yeah. So like, he, was, he was like full of conspiracy theories, and like I couldn't stand what? him. And that's probably because I grew up around people like that's that. Fair. Because like 
I, I couldn't fucking stand him because I'm just like, ah, oh, shut your fucking mouth and actually do some research. Because uh, unfortunately, my when my father was in the military, um, some of the some of them are kind of actually like that. Like they they yeah. got they got their conspiracy well, theories. And a... they, think they know, even though they're not high enough level to know. Keep in right. mind um, that they know what's going on because they are a part of the government. So they're like, ha 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 ha, tinfoil hat time. <laughs> Are you ready? Right. <laughs> like, well, and again, yeah. like it's got to be based on on probably multiple instances of truth because that's such a uh, like stereotypical character. Mm-hmm. Like, like that character easily could have come right out of um, Doctor Strange Love, because um, there's basically there's the same the same exact character exists in that movie. Only he's even more unhinged. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah no like there was one thing with like paul servino's group group like once they enlisted them first of all they they get away from uh the stuff people with a with a big old semi-truck full of the stuff to like prove that it's uh alive and doing bad stuff to people and Mm -hmm. uh michael moriarty's like no we can't stop in a small town because they might have infected the whole town so we can't trust them we need to get to a large city because our odds are better and then they completely skip a large city and go right to a fucking castle (laughs) yep run by crazy paul sorvino and his group of militia guys um who he then persuades to be like you were right all your crazy talk yeah you were actually right but Here's what's happening. He kind of like he manipulates the word usage a little bit to get a, enlist his uh, help. Um, but I love when they they commandeer the the taxis to get to the broadcast station, and when oh they get God, there, yeah. they all they're all charging out, and Paul Servino very very firmly like yells at all his men, "Pay the drivers." Pay them! Like, yeah, these are like crazy psycho militia guys who believe in crackpot theories. But by golly, we're going to respect our taxi drivers and pay them the money that they richly and rightly deserve. And even though we're trying to save the country, we can take 30 seconds to palm off a few bills to these drivers because it's the right thing to do. And then five minutes later, he becomes incredibly racist when uh, Chocolate Chip Charlie shows up and wants to make a broadcast. And he's like, I won't let this man speak on on my airwaves. And it's like, Jesus Christ, that's a fucking shift. Like, it's not surprising at all, but like, holy fuck, that's a shift. (laughs) Where you go from being, like, excessively, unnecessarily polite in one instance, and then in the very next scene, you're just basically an asshole. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but, Sorry. yeah. And, um. I no, I see, I see, you're good. Okay. Um. But, along those lines, or tangentially along those lines... How fucking amazing was Chocolate Chip Charlie? Chocolate Chip Charlie was amazing. Also, partially because his name was Chocolate Chip Charlie. Oh, the name alone, it yeah. sells me. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you yeah. meet him, and it's him. And, and he's like this, this scrappy black guy who isn't afraid to throw down and beat the shit out of anyone because he wants his company back because <laughs> the stuff stole his company. 
Um, and he's just so and him and Michael Mor- Moriarty like it, it, like almost instantly have like a kinship once they figure out who who they are and that they're not working against each other once they figure out they're on the same side like they're instantly like locked in. Um, yeah, I, I I I was so sad. Same. When when chocolate chip got CCC it, got yeah. oh my god. Is that is that an actual is there a CCC? That's the oh, I don't know. For movies? No, oh, no, no. On. That's that's the the MPAA. Oh, okay. So CCC. But Civilian yeah. Conservation Corps. Never mind. Never mind. I thought there was something there. <laughs> that involved chocolate chips at all. No. Um, but yeah, no, I, I remember, like, even as a kid, like, that, that happened. I was like, no, not Chocolate Chip Charlie. And, and even as an adult, I was, I, like, knowing it was coming, I was like, god damn it. <laughs> not Charlie. Yeah, I, I was so sad when he, when he ended up being, like, uh, infected. infected. I was like, no. <laughs> like, I was legitimately sad. He mm. was, he was, I loved his character so fucking much. Like, he was just so cocky and fucking fuck the world, but also yeah, at the same a, time, I badass. want my money back. And yeah, he's, like, he's fucking, he didn't even want his money back. He wanted his company back. He's like, right? they, they stole my company out from under me. Fuck those people. I'm getting my company back. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then the, the movie resolves very promptly because all apparently all in the eighties all it took was one radio broadcast from a crackpot to convince everyone that suddenly the stuff is bad and let's just take it out into the streets and burn it <laughs> immediately. <laughs> like that oh, shit just God. works. <laughs> I mean, I mean- Fire does seem to be the purifying element in a lot of horror movies. Well, uh, um, no, I'm not disputing the fact that fire is effective at killing the stuff. I'm saying that all it took was one radio broadcast from some crackpot, and then the the public's opinion on the stuff did a complete 180. They're like, wait, a, you're telling me the stuff is bad for us? All these other ads we've seen say it's good for us. But I guess we'll believe mm-hmm. you. Let's, right? let's raid the supermarkets you. and burn it all. <laughs> I good lord it it was a ride it was yeah. a ride and like i think what i love about it is it's this goofy movie that you can just enjoy it as it is mm. or you, while you're watching it you can sit there and kind of dissect it and it's basically a commentary on the consumerism oh and yeah the, the fickle way of the capitalist society all well, that and the the men- Oh, go yeah, on. the mentality, like all it takes is like, you know, you've got enough media telling you, oh, this is good for you. This is good for you. This is good for you. Mm. For instance, nowadays, all those fad diets, the grapefruit diet, the potato diet, the oh, keto yeah. diet, the diet diet. Like, Yeah, and this is evidence that's been going on since, honestly, before the 80s. And like, yeah, no. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, capitalism has been a part of America since. I want to say it's foundation, but I, I I'm going to be honest. I do oh, not I don't know enough about that fully too. remember my American history. On it. Forgive me, I find it boring. Uh, but <laughs> um, like it, it, it just shows like at least since uh, I, I know at least since like the 40s and 50s because that that I do know like it was heavy consumerism and just like the fact that that's how we as a society ingest 
things. You know, we don't do the research to make sure what we're doing Man. is actually good for us. We just trust the the corporate media moguls, which are owned by most corporations. Um, and, and we just we trust it and we just do it, even though it's going to kill us now. Extra deadly, as the poster says, like, right. It, it, well, that and I just mean, like the manipulative, um, the inherently manipulative design of like ad campaigns. Yeah, no, they're Cause, horrible. Because that, that's the thing. Like, like another great thing about this movie that, like, even if it wasn't compelling, and it is, like, the the sprinkling of all like the stuff ads and jingles throughout the entire thing, all of them are amazing. Oh they're yeah, incredible. no, they're so good. Um, and, and again, so that good. that's there to like emphasize the point of just like how how deviously manipulative like ad campaigns can be. Um, so like next time you're at a grocery store, okay, because um, when I took uh, marketing in high school, yeah, my high school offered marketing. Um, when I took marketing in high school, they, they had you go to a grocery store for one of our assignments and kind of notate where products were. Right. If you go down the cereal aisle, the biggest instance of it is, is if you ever notice, all the sugary cereals are on the bottom two shelves. Yeah, so kids shelves. can see it more easily. Exactly. And yeah. kids are more likely to want that, whereas the healthier exactly. ones are, were, are, are more up top or the ones that seem healthier um, are more up top. Or at least that's how it used to be. I, I think it's been a while since I've actually been in a grocery store. It's still cereal. basically that. Like, I think yeah. I think they've arranged it slightly differently because there's way more different varying well, there's now a, now. There's now a <clears throat> organic section. Right, yeah. So there's there's more more vari- variance in it. And then on top of that, these days, like, you've got, you've got grown-ass adults who prefer the, what would traditionally be considered children's cereal. So it's like, it's not as important to do that. No, I mean, um, and also there's them? a pushback against like there's a pushback delicious. against like marketing that shit to children because it's like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, um, so they have to adjust for that as well. But yeah, no, watching this movie again, I was just like, gee, I wonder if this movie had anything to do with my instinctive distrust of things that become mainstream popular. Probably, like, cause, cause, yeah, no, I've seen plenty of plenty of various different things that that hit like the popularity and fandom of the stuff product in this movie and every time i see something like that my instinctive nature is to pull away from it and not trust it and and assume that it's it probably sucks (laughs) i factor that to my my grandmother uh yeah i mean for for me yeah for me like just the fact knowing that i watched this as as a child Mm -hmm. several times i'm like oh so i wonder if that's where that comes from it's not a bad yeah. habit to, to have instilled on you, I don't think. No, it, it was, it, I love it. <laughs> I like the poster I specifically picked. I really want it in one of these frames that we have. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing. Like, like I was, I was looking up the stuff posters and like every, there, there's a few of them and every single one of them is amazing. Oh yeah. I was, sure. I was like. Like it was before you had even selected one, and you selected one I didn't even see. But but of the ones that I saw, I was like, it really doesn't matter which one of these Neff chooses; she's winning favorite poster because these are all gold. 
right? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it definitely got favorite poster from me. It got mm. favorite kill. I, I it just the, the 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 chocolate chip Chris fucking scene. Just the the ooze coming out. A, it was yeah. the death of probably my favorite character, but also yeah. the ooze coming out. Like, oh yeah, and his is, jaw like reverse... hyper extending. Yeah, it's like reverse Bukaki. <laughs> yeah. Um, it got comfiest movie for me. I would I would gladly watch that again. Um, even with the kid being a little shit. Like, the kid's a little shit for a good reason. Um, oh, yeah, no. Like, the kid was justified in his... Uh, what would otherwise be considered shitty behavior. Because he was like, this shit ain't right, and my family's trying to get me to eat it, and... I gotta make somebody listen, so he did whatever right. he had to do. And like God, that family and like, was creepy. And like and like uh, Michael Moriarty says at some point in the film, like everybody has to eat shaving cream once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> he and just casually does. slips that to the kid. Hey, everybody has to eat shaving cream once in a while. Although the <laughs> other one that was tied for my favorite kill was the implied kill of the uh, oh, Danny Aiello's character. Oh, wait, 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 wait. The the dude he meets early on in the movie to find out about uh, the, no, the no, testing. the very end of the movie. Oh, where he's he's making them them all eat it, and, and he says the classic line. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's also. Really I good. loved it, and I just loved how they didn't make the kid. Like some sad, oh, I lost my family. No, no, no. No, no man, he's getting vege- vengeance. That's yeah. young Machete right there. Yeah, no, the kid, That's the kid immediately machete. becomes a badass. Like this is this is on the list of movies featuring total badass, badass kids. Children. Yeah, like it, it was. That was probably my favorite point of the scene because, like, like I said, I don't normally like things with happy endings, and I think the reason for that is is because this doesn't have a wholly happy ending. Everybody no. who ate that is dead. Oh yeah, or or uh, just just like they ain't coming back, almost certainly. Um, yeah, and those those parents- and even then, it's kind of a twisted happy ending because even at the end, we the end is a scene of our heroes force feeding some. I mean, deserving people, but but force feeding people mind controlling ooze mm-hmm. to to fuck them over and and make sure that it never happens again. I mean, the <laughs> jump in a lake and light it all on fire. Yeah, this that I like. So I mean, it works. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like honestly, that's it, it. Wraps up very nicely in regards to the the loose ends are tied up in, in a morbid and fucked up way. Yeah, because it's at the hands of a child. Yeah, and a child is involved in this. This and like child is in there staring at this plan, being like, yeah. He, and he yells at him at some point. He yells at him to eat it. He's like, eat it! Doesn't, he, doesn't the kid yell at him? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He yelled at him. He screamed, eat it. And it was... That end scene just, just made it. The me. end scene is so good. And again, it's got the, the amazing line, are you eating it or is it eating you? Yeah. Said like, in that, in that like, classic Michael Moriarty voice. Yeah. Yes, Where he's he wa- he's watching all this play out and he's just amused by it. He really is because because he's won. <laughs> just like he I always thought... knew he would, he won. Right? 
Like, and that's why I got sleeper hit for me because I know it's not yeah. not known to people, but I didn't know what it was about. Oh so yeah, it was a yeah. Me to the point where like I'm sad at myself for not seeing this sooner. <coughs> right. Uh, as I'm finding with a lot of movies you show me, but <laughs> or I show myself apparently. Right. But um, no, I mean it was just it was so good. It was a good time. I really enjoyed watching that. Yeah. I I have no complaints. Probably it, it's up there. It, mm. It's up there with the movies we've watched so far, and I've liked a lot of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and of course, favorite music. Hellhole didn't really have any music that I can remember. Uh, I remember it having some funky tunes, but I definitely just for like the the stuff jingles alone. Like this was getting yeah. favorite music. Like just for oh, those yeah. alone. Um, but yeah, I gave it. I tied it with favorite story. Uh, favorite poster, com- uh, comfiest, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite music, favorite effects, uh, and most entertaining, yeah. It got it got a bunch. Yeah, no, it got how many categories are there? Ten. Yeah, it got seven of them for me. So it got most entertaining, favorite SFX, favorite music, sleeper hit, comfiest movie. Favorite poster and favorite kill. Yeah, you got five to and a half for me. Little child. <laughs> oh, I don't have. Go see it. Like I can talk yeah, about it. Yeah, definitely check out the stuff. But like, go if you have not watched the stuff. Don't it's be me. So good. It's 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 <laughs> it's, it's it. campy. It's it's good, fun satire. Mm-hmm. And it's got some genuinely creepy moments as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, no, it's very good. And if you like sleazy stuff with gratuitous nudity, check out Hellhole. <laughs> just it's, don't play. Just don't pay too much attention to the plot, <laughs> of which there's many. Or you do bring a notebook. Yeah, yeah. D- drop a, a flowchart for <laughs> for all I the plots. Brought, in Hellhole. I brought a fucking Word document, and I still was lost. <laughs> Does that mean cover I everything? All I have, yeah. No. Go watch the movie. Watch them. Watch them. So, so, are we doing ranked and well aged? Yeah. So, so ranked movies. Uh, for me, it was a tie between both of them. Oh. Um, yeah. Stop yeah, because I, I like them differently, but I, I like them probably about even. Like I like mm-hmm. them about even for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, uh, one for me, and then Hellhole was in second place for reasons I have stated previously. The stuff was just good. It oh was yeah. Just, it was just good movie. It was it was an <clears> enjoyable <throat> ride. Not that the Hellhole was horrible or the worst movie I've ever seen. Not by a right. long shot, but I, I definitely preferred this stuff. What about well-aged for you? I'm pretty sure I already know. but Most well-aged for me? Actually, it might be a surprise. Uh, Hellhole. Why? Um, I just thought... I, I'm trying to remember my rationale for it, but I think it, it had more to do with, like... The stuff felt, like, way more explicitly and gratuitously a product of the 80s. Not that Hellhole didn't, in a lot of ways, but it felt more 
it felt more timeless in terms of like like the the plot or the mini plots and just like the look of it and everything like that it may may not like like if you, you release this movie now it probably wouldn't do well for for many reasons but um you could like you could re- release a form of this movie now um You'd have to I don't know. It. It, it's... One would be the women in prison porn. <laughs> and would be the find the paper documents yeah. part of it. And then there'd be a third movie about the lobotomy. Right. Well, no, yeah, I mean, I guess, no, you could release this this same type of movie, like pretty much the same exact movie now. It's just it wouldn't be released, like, in theaters. But no. for all I know, like, it was probably, like, when it actually did get released, even in the 80s, it probably only played, like, some some drive-ins and stuff like that probably. Uh, or just like small little grindhouse theaters. That's probably like, cause that's the type of movie it is. So in this day and age, it would just get released straight to, you know, Blu-ray or something like that. Um, but yeah, like it, it felt more like, like the story itself felt more not contained to the eighties. Like you could do a story about the same kind of things in the modern era. Babe, guess what? Guess what they're mm. opening near us? You reminded me with your drive-in thing. A drive-in? A drive-in near us. Hey! Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah! You better now believe we're don't have to, going. Now I don't have to go to fucking Tampa, the, the one drive-in that I've known existed for many years. Yeah, and no, they're opening one up. I'm not going to pinpoint our location, but <laughs> right, they're right. one about maybe five minutes from us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, south. There we go. I had okay. to think about direction. Yeah. Um, uh, most well aged for you. Yeah, most well aged was the stuff. The it to me, I judged it based on like the special effects, um, as I usually okay. do with like just mentally, like that's just what I do. Oh, this weight aged well, you know. Oh, this aged poorly. Um, it, it because like the stuff, it just the gra- the the graphics. <laughs> the special effects just like really hold up. Um. I, I have no complaints of it. Whereas Hellhole actually felt like it stepped back a decade to me. Fair enough. As far as like plot and, and the way things were handled, it, it felt like it belonged in the seventies, honestly. Yeah. There's, there's a bit of a seventies vibe to it. I can see. Yeah. That. I mean, um, not nearly enough. eye fetish, but <laughs> like um, it, it had, it had a little bit of a like seventies, like at least as far as like the plot and the content went. Yeah, uh, like 70s yeah. grindhouse sleaze, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, oh, no, I think that was also part of it, too, because, like, the effects work in, the, like, the practical effects work in the stuff is amazing. There's some noticeably kind of um, laughable, um, We uh, well, now we would call it green screen, but back, back then it was blue screen. Um, blue screen stuff. Or shots in there that I was like, oh my god. Oh, um, yeah. Like, like where it's like, like the kid, like, I think the, there was a segment where, like, the kid's in the truck and the, the stuff is, like, oozing in towards him. And it's, like, very clearly blue screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's, like, a shot of the stuff and a shot of the kid, like, transposed on each other. And it's, you could see, like, the, the, the cropping and everything like that, and, like, the sizing of it is oh, all wrong. Yeah. Like, the, the proportions are all wrong. Like, I think that factored into Most Well-Aged for me as well. 
where I was like, the practical, the, like the practical effects were really good. The blue screen stuff was very not good. And Hellhole didn't have any blue screen stuff, or if it did, I didn't notice. So. Yeah, fair. I don't think it really needed. No, it didn't. That was blue screen. But yeah, like the point where he's in the truck, yeah. Yeah, and I think when, when the lady and the kid are like running away from the stuff in the radio tower. And it's oh, like, it's yeah, like yeah. oozing after them, and they're just like, it looks huge compared to them, and they're like running away. And it's clearly a blue screen shot. Which I find charming, because, like, I grew up seeing shots like that, but... True. Mm -hmm. At the same time, like, it does age the film. <laughs> it does, yeah. I, 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 I can definitely see that. To me, the stuff still aged better. Yeah. So. Alright, so uh, final yeah. tallies? Uh -huh. Okay. Well, Hellhole uh, had a kill count of seven. A nudity count of 23. Um, no. Uh, and a drug count of 7. Which, uh, usually the, the drug counter, it stays empty for all the movies. You know, we haven't really watched a whole lot of movies where people are actually doing drugs. Uh, but there was, there was a fair amount of drugs flowing in Hellhole. Um, one instance of alcohol and uh, one instance of sex. Um, and then the stuff had 16 kills. <clears throat> and that was it. <laughs> that was yep. the extent of the stuff's base score. That makes sense. They killed uh, 16 people or stuff things. Mm -hmm. um, so for my points, it actually wound up being uh, basically kind of similar to last month. It was a tie for me. Both movies got 45 points. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I am the deciding factor in this, huh? Uh, you and the movies themselves, yeah. Yeah. Who won? Uh, you gave Hellhole 25 points and the stuff 55 points. The stuff wins, but it was close. Nice. Uh, Hellhole came away with 109 points, and uh, the stuff uh, came away with 116. So it was very close. Yeah. Um... Hmm. Not that that really matters, because you're selecting next month's theme anyway. <laughs> Regardless. Um, I don't know what theme it would classify as, but I have a strong urge to watch Midsummer again. Fuck. What would that qualify as? Uh, uh Hold on, let me... Folk horror, maybe? What's folk horror? Folk horror? Oh, yeah, Maybe? yeah. Would it count as that? Yeah, I just want to watch Midsummer again. <laughs> I, I also want to own it. I, I like that film what? a lot. It was very good. It is, uh, wow, that was... Okay, Google, you're listening? It, yeah, I uh, typed it into Google, uh, and, and literally I got as far as what kind of horror movie is, and Midsummer was the top result. Wow. Um, folk horror. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, that'd be cool. Somebody who's like, "Why is Midsummer bad?" <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think it was bad. I thought it was very beautiful. Okay. <clears throat> well, in that I'm case, excited. I also I... just want to talk about it. Like, yeah, in that I know case, I will. My pick will be um, 
uh, a horror classic that I somehow have never managed to see before. Um, the original 1973 version of The Wicker Man. Oh. The one not with Nick Cage in it? Yeah, the original. Okay. I mean, I am game. I've never seen it either. Although, why can't we watch the remake? Because Nick Cage. Because I want to see the one that everybody says is good. Oh, is the is the Nick Cage one not good? Uh, it is good I... in the sense that it gave us, like, a thousand memes of Nicolas Cage screaming about bees. Oh, but that's that's about weird. that's about the only thing I've seen from that movie. <laughs> that's the only yeah. the bees ah, <laughs> killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey. <laughs> ah, they're in my eyes. Ah, the bees. Which, admittedly, I would like to see the Nicolas Cage version because it seems fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to see the original first. Yeah, of course, of course. I believe that may also be the one where where he yells, "How did it burn?" Yeah, that that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs>